So it begins, buddy. And then it ends. But it, first it begins. <laughs> Coming in with a bang on a hot Tuesday night. My name is Darian. I've got another week full of horror nonsense for your face. Buddy has joined me tonight. hey What's going on, big guy? Oh, you know, not really a whole lot. Not just, a whole lot? It's just hot. It is fucking hot, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Uh, 106 in my Jeep today when I left the office. Ooh-wee. God bless it. You know what that's Man. doing to my balls right now? <laughs> sweat. It's sweat. It's like a swamp <laughs> down there. Yeah. By the way, don't say that to your wife or girlfriend. Because <laughs> yeah. you take- just ended the sex for a while if you <laughs> yeah. tell her that your balls you, are like you, you got to take an ice pack with you so you just... Put it oh, down I'll there. melt that. That won't make it 15 minutes <laughs> on my tank. You kidding me? I'll melt the shit out of that. It'll look like I pissed myself. <laughs> yeah. That's a make, just making a bad situation worse, buddy. Mm-hmm. What's up with you, man? Anything fun? Um, not really. I'm just waiting for that July AC. 14th to get AC. AC, buddy has man. no air conditioning at his house. Yeah. Motherfuck. Yeah. Are you guys it's sleeping miserable. in the backyard at night or what? <laughs> no. I would be. All the windows are open in the entire house. That's probably making it worse. <laughs> I don't know that it is. Well, not during the day, but like yeah. at night. We got the fans going and everything. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Forget the whole goddamn thing. Especially in this heat. No way. No way, dude. Yeah. Well, my son just turned seven years old. Hell yeah. The big deacon. Mm-hmm. The big seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, took him to the water park. He's not quite tall enough to go on the big boy rides unless you put his hair up in a man bun. That's right. You got to bun it up. You bun it up, and then he's good to go. It gives him like two inches over, puts him like two inches over. Boom. Boom, yeah. <laughs> and then all the, the little 16-year-old girls are just smitten with him up there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's so cute. Look at his hair. I know, right? And down the slide he goes. <laughs> we got you, you sons of bitches. We found a workaround. That's right. Right on, man. Well, we got a horror show to get into here. Let's mm-hmm. uh, kick things off with some horror news here, shall we, buddy? Oh, yeah. Let's get it on with the horror news. <laughs> horror news. Take it away, buddy. All right, I got a few things here in the old grab bag. All right. Yeah. First one, Cruel Summer will return for a second season, but original creator is no longer involved. Oh, okay. Uh, I have not seen their first season. Me neither. But uh, yeah, so there's that. Monica liked it. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. So there's that for you. All right. Scream Factory bringing 1982 slasher Alone in the Dark to Blu-ray for the first time. Huh. Yeah. Featured uh, on Megan Nevero's recent list of 10 great slasher films you maybe haven't seen, 1982's Alone in the Dark is finally headed to Blu-ray. We learn via Scream Factory. The film will be making its Blu-ray debut on September 14th. Here's how I know I'm getting old. Hmm. I know I've seen Alone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Um... And then there was a Christian Slater alone well, in the dark. Well, fuck that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the UA Bull one that we did for the show. But I can't tell you a goddamn thing about it. No, me either. I know I've seen it. Yeah, me too. I probably owned it at one point. But uh, yeah, God, not ringing any bells other than that. Well, you know how we like Elvira's Haunted Hills. We do. Yes, in fact, minute, Elvira's wait, Haunted wait. Hills. Which hills are we talking about there, buddy? Right. <laughs> in fact, uh, brings Mistress of the Dark to Scream Factory in Blu-ray in September. Okay. Mm-hmm. Announced uh, that the Collector's Edition Blu-ray releases on September 28th. Sweet deal. Yes. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't get enough of her Haunted I'm Hills. I'm into her, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Forever Purge ha- has decent box office opening despite heavy competition. Did you uh, get a chance to see that? Not yet. Yeah, me either. I hear it's pretty good, though. But the fifth and final Purge was primed for a huge opening, but was tripped by an up extremely crowded box office. So it was going hmm. against uh, f- the Boss Baby family business. Okay. F- F9, Fast and Furious 9, The Fast Saga. Okay. And oh, and of course itself. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it brought in twelve point seven five million uh, was the estimation. It brought in fifteen point eight six, but that includes Monday, right? Um, but previously in the franchise, the first purge opened with seventeen point three, so not as much as that one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Where, where do you think it's going? Well, I have some some other purge news, but I'll get to that in a second. But. Uh, okay. I don't know, man. I think uh, maybe we're not... Given the way things have been lately in this country, I think This maybe, last year? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we want to get away from that, especially in entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, if you want to see The Purge, turn on the fucking news. Oh, yeah. Lately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I think that may have may have hurt it also. They probably could have put it off for another year. Yeah. And uh, I think it would have been wise. Yeah, let the let the temperature lower a little bit before mm-hmm. we we moved on to another purge. Oh yeah, uh, Lovecraft Country will not return to HBO for a second season. In fact, they are so serious about that. It says Lovecraft Country for a second season, uh, not renew Lovecraft Country for a second season, and that's that. Is there? And that's that. Yeah, they said, no way, no how. Okay. (laughs) Strange. Yeah, I I haven't seen it yet. Um, It has caught my curiosity. I do have it on my watch list, um, but I haven't checked it out yet. It's a good show, uh, again, with the racial stuff, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a motherfucker, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe, uh, I don't know if it was maybe timed incorrectly or... I think it actually came out before all the uh, the rioting and all that, though. Yeah, so I think so. I think it would have been a much better, much better received if uh, world events hadn't gone the way they had. Right. Just my opinion. And that's all I got. What do you got? Well, other than uh, two of the stories that you just named, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> have you seen the original Toolbox Murders? No. It's pretty good. Have you seen the remake? No. Okay, well, there's a a slasher that came out in the early 70s called The Toolbox Murders. Okay. And then in 19... Nah. 
I think it's like 2005 remake with Angela Bettis. Huh. Uh, basically, a couple moves into an apartment building. There's a, a real wacky guy living in the walls of the apartment building, and he's doing some wacky stuff there, oh, buddy. Oh, all right. He's up to no good, this wacky. He's a wacker. He's huh? a real wacky kind of a guy. <laughs> uh, the original is getting a uh, 4K restoration and uh, Blu-ray okay. release from Blue Underground. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about cool. that. What do you okay. recommend out of the two? Um, are you talking about original versus remake? Yeah. The remake was pretty good. It had some pretty brutal kills. Well, but they, 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 you know, they're kind of like completely different movies, really. Oh, really? Because the, the original was very sexual. Huh. It had like a lot of uh, chicks in the bathtubs and uh, things like that. But the remake was way more brutal. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So Interesting. Like a, and it, it's like this whole deformed slasher dude in the uh, the remake. Oh, yeah? Whereas in the original, he was just kind of a sex perv that wore a ski mask. Huh, interesting. So anyway, that's something to think about. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Here is something I'm excited for, my friend. Oh, yeah? Elizabeth Banks. You know her, oh, right? Oh, yeah. She's got a movie coming out. It's going to be starring uh, Carrie Russell, Ooh. Ray Liotta, and Alden Ehrenreich. I don't hmm. know. I know uh, Ray Liotta. Uh-huh. Uh, Carrie uh, Russell sounds familiar. The name of the movie? Are you ready for this? It's a horror film. Okay. And the name pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the movie. You uh, ready for this? Uh, oh, no. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Are you ready to go to the box office premiere of Cocaine Bear? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what else do you need? It's a bear on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Bear. <laughs> Woo! I don't, I don't At least know. This is not I like could... Cocaine Unicorns. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably going to be the follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can't pre-order us some tickets, my friend. We're going to be there you know opening what? night. Why not? Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm psyched for that. Uh, have you seen the original Day of the Dead? Oh, yeah. You know, it's a good show, right? Yeah. George Romero classic. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the three main characters? Um, the chick, played by Lori Cardone. Card- Cardile, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, African uh, Jamaican guy. Right. And then you had the Irishman who was always half in the back. Mm-hmm. The three of them are reuniting for Night of the Living Dead Part 2. Hmm. Now, there have been some Night of the Living Dead follow-ups and sequels and homages and remakes that aren't usually good they're usually not <laughs> so i'm not gonna get too excited about this that's my favorite movie of all time yeah. living dead um it would be interesting if they were playing the same characters from day of the dead yeah because those three survived right no like many years later yeah i don't know i'm gonna i'm not too excited about it because you know, I'm going to reserve my judgment. Reserve judgment on that one. Yes, that's a good. That's a good call. Uh, speaking of the purge, there are already talks of another purge installment. Of course, there are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It didn't. It actually didn't do as bad at the box office. I mean, it didn't do what it was projected to do. But right. going, dude, I mean, a couple million less really isn't that. It's much. not that bad. And yeah. uh, considering, considering, you're yeah. putting it up against a Fast and Furious movie. 
in the midst of the summer blockbuster se- season. I know. I do the same thing. <laughs> roll my eyes. Yeah, exactly. I'll roll, mine roll right out of my head and down the street. I'm sorry. Time. If you want to see a horror movie, you're not going to pick Boss Baby or Fast, Fast 9. Furious 9. Yeah. No, of course It's not. like, no, you're going to go see either Conjuring or yeah. Lights Out 2. Yeah. Uh, or no, mean, quiet place uh, too. Quiet place too. Or are you going to see this? Yeah, yeah. So it's like no, there's really no comparison. You can't say it's going against those two because it's entirely different genre. Right, but it's still like you know, there's that crowd that just goes to the theater and picks some boss that looks baby. Good. All right, kids, come on. Let's go see it. I don't fucking know. You think they had a conversation in the car? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Little Tommy, the new Purge movie is out, but so is Boss Baby. Decisions, decisions. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, we may have not yet seen the end of the goddamn Purge. That's good. I actually like the Purge movies. I really, I have not seen this latest one, and I really didn't like the one just prior to that. Was it Election? No, the first Purge. Oh, oh. That one was ripe with... Uh, kill Whitey. Right, right. You know? And mm-hmm. I think that actually has a lot to do with why Lovecraft Country isn't coming back either. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, man. Um, that one was pretty... That was pretty bad. The uh, first Purge. Mm-hmm. Um, just f- plot holes. Writing was bad. Acting was... And that could be the reason subpar. why this one didn't do too well. But I think if more people see this after this whole, you know... Maybe. Yeah. Stuff, it's like, oh, okay. They're getting away from that. Now let's... Yeah, we, may, wheel yeah. it in. Yeah, maybe. Uh, just looking at the trailers for uh, the the latest Purge one, it seemed like it was pointed right at Trump supporters, which <laughs> I get. But yeah. you know, a lot of people are going to be turned off by that, right? All right, that's all we got on the horror news. <laughs> Stay away from politics. Stay away from it and dude. racism. Yeah, that too. Just uh, you know, get some kids in it. Just just kill to kill. Kill kill some kids in a goddamn uh, summer camp or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> Show us their boobs first, and we'll, we'll be happy with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, listener mail. You ready for that? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Speaking of boobs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bunch of boobs. <laughs> Listener mail. Listener mail. We got emails. We got voicemails. We got all kinds of fun stuff coming at us here, buddy. Yeah. Let's kick things off down in Houston, Texas with our main man, Lance. Hey, Lance. Uh, this one is a week late there, Lance. Uh, just looking at what's going on here, but I will read it anyway. Uh, subject line, the bees. Hey, Padded Room family. I had to weigh in this week. First of all, Darian, you are, of course, deadly friend. I was. You're correct. As for the Terra Dome, this one may go a little differently than you expect. As much as I love Jeffrey Combs, especially being a huge Trekkie, I cannot... Did I read this one a couple weeks ago? I don't know. I'm going to read it anyway. Combs, especially being a huge Trekkie, I cannot in good conscience go against the all-powerful Candyman. However, I believe this may go a little differently than you guys think. Since we are t- talking bees here, I see no way Nicolas Cage can possibly stay out of this and fight. I really think you may be looking at the Terror Dome's first ever three-way battle. Oh. That being said, Candyman takes this one with no problem. Keep up the great work. Lance from Texas. Candyman. Well, Candyman did win. So you're nuts on there, uh, Lance. 
Let's get over here to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Team. Hey, Tim. Subject line. Whoa. That was a sex. That was a sexy. Hey, Tim. Oh, right? sorry. Hey, Tim. <laughs> that was you, even sexier. How you doing? All right. Stop it. It's getting, it's getting steamy in here. What's up, Tim? Uh, what's up, guys? Hello, boys and girls. How are we this week? Terra Dome. This matchup is tough, but after much thought, I'm going to take Pumpkinhead in this fight. Oh, really? Hope all is well, and I'll talk to you next week. Much love, Tim. That's two for Pumpkinhead. Well done there, Tim. All right. Uh, let's get over to right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes a cowboy. Hey, cowboy. No subject line. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. It was mm-hmm. good to hear a full house again. On the subject of the beer slushies. I have an actual slushy machine, which works great for everything I've tried so far. It's worked best with wheat beer and made it nice and icy cold. It doesn't water anything down. as The machine is just freezing the water that's already in the beer. Only downside is you lose the carbonation, but since I like the taste of beer, I think it's pretty good slushied. Huh. You're not selling me. You're not selling me on the slushy beer there, cowboy. I'll try yeah. one. Yeah, I'll try one. Um... Bring on the the ice cream truck with the beer slushies <laughs> for adults. Be a big fat guy driving. Yeah. It. Get your beer slushies. All uh, the adults running out there. Uh, uh, well, they're, not, they're not running. They're more like waving them in. <laughs> yeah, DoorDash. Yeah, uh, you got a beer in there. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch much this week. Been working six day weeks lately, but I did get to show my kids Big Trouble in Little China. Nice weekend. Terra Dome vote goes to Pyramid Head. Both are virtually unkillable, but I think Pyramid Head would cause far more damage with his huge fucking sword. Okay, that's right. two for the Pyramid Head. Sweet. Insane day at work today. That's all I got. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Thanks, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Uh, we got some voicemails here, my man. All right. Alrighty, let's start things off down in beautiful Southern California with our main man, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. How's my favorite degenerate? Yeah, not too bad, buddy. I hope everyone is doing well as always. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. uh, what a surprise. All three hosts in at the same time. I had to check to make sure. I think uh, on my little bingo form here i think that's uh, <laughs> one of the signs of the apocalypse yep but, i think uh, you're right oh well hey here from everybody good to a little bit better. oh you're breaking up again here knows it's tonight but i just wanted to get in um let's see oh on the terror dome yes sir uh, pumpkin head and pyramid head what do you now, think I gotta say, Pyramid Head's like, or I'm sorry, Pumpkin Head's like one of my, one of my favorite, you know, kind of newer monsters, sure. I guess. And I'm in a vengeance. I love Pumpkin Head. Me too. And, uh, you know, it's foolproof logic here, but, uh, I don't know much about Pyramid Head. It's kind of one of those dark spots in my, okay. my horror movie watching. I don't know yeah, much check about out Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. I haven't seen the flicks, so. With that, I'm just going to go with Pumpkinhead. Fair enough. Um, on the educating department, ah, 
Miss Monica, I I think I got you. Yeah. Uh, I just don't remember the explosion that you said happened in this. Are you uh, by chance uh, April Fool's Day or no, Happy no. April Fool's? No. Whichever one that was. You, yeah, I think you know which one I'm talking about. Like I said, I just don't remember the explosion, so I might be mistaken on yeah. that. Um, oh, last thing, though. What are you looking at, department? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, there's this uh, series. I think it's just one season. I've only seen an episode and a half. It's, it's pretty good called Daybreak huh. on um, on Netflix. Kind of a combo between, like, Zombieland, The Road Warrior, and, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Wow. Kind of like a post-apocalypse kind of comedy. It's a horror, but it's kind of comedy with some, I don't know, teeny bopper bullshit going on in there. Oh, wow. Give it a try. Yeah. I, I found it entertaining. Like I said, I'm about an episode and a half in. I'm going to try to catch the rest of it sometime soon. But, Sounds uh, good. Yeah, so give it a try. Let me know your thoughts. Anyway, hope all is well. Oh, last, last thing. Yep. September... Uh, it's good for me. I don't want to take anybody's birthday month. I'm okay. working out the movie list. Sounds good. I'm All trying right. to find. Uh, I, I'm trying to find like a theme for it. Okay. And I just say, just keep all in part. Have you know, one. But, yeah. You can hey, just pick for me. I mean, we could do a. I don't know. You know, because I, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Darren's voice acting. Maybe we could do like <laughs> Tales from the <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh no. He's taking us to the hood, buddy. <laughs> in the hood month. In the hood month. Oh, no. God damn it, Tom Hardy. He called back. G motherfucking peed. G motherfucking peed. Hell yeah. Yeah. God damn it, I was close. I was so close I was going to make it in with just one goddamn call, but no. <laughs> I had to start droning on again. Oh, you're home. fine. Anyway, like I was saying, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Darian's, uh, you know, voice acting ability. Or so, but I was thinking about those, and then I was thinking, nah, that's, that's maybe maybe too close to a line that we don't want to get to. And then, ah, who gives a shit? So I thought, well, you know, maybe we could do like uh, like a Linnea Quigley month, you know? Ooh. Oh, Miss Monica said to pick good movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Throw that shit out. Hey, don't let oh, her I bully you, Tom Hardy. But, uh, I mean, come on. It's your money. Anyway, yeah. I, I was so close. I almost had it because I was just one goddamn call. <laughs> anyway, hope all is well. Love you, like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Hey, don't let Monica bully you into picking some fucking nonsense. You pick the movies you want, and we'll do it. It doesn't have to have a theme. It's whatever you want. You pick, uh, what, four or five movies, and we'll do them. As long yeah. as they're somewhat horror movies, and we haven't done them in the last year. Yeah. All righty. Thanks for calling in, Tom Hardy. Uh, he took Pumpkinhead. Oh, it's a close one, buddy. It's a close one, buddy. Yeah, we got one more voicemail here <laughs> from uh, the ambassador of the paranormal over in Salt Lake City. Here comes Troy. Hey, Troy. Hey, hey what's there up, guys? What's um, going on, Troy? Calling in for the Terradome. What do you I think? Kind of like both those characters, but uh, when you're back on... The conduit, I think, if Pyramid Head just uses his sword and he cuts it, it kills the conduit. Oh. Um, so the man or woman conjures Pumpkinhead dies. You yeah. Know. But um, being in our realm, I guess, so he, you know, not Silent Hill, he'd be probably 
disadvantage. So I'm just going to have to flip the coin and just say the Pyramid Head wins. It. Sure. But, uh, some movies I saw, um, I saw The Forever Purge. What do you think? Um, oh, yeah. Better than the last one. Good. Well, that, yeah, just, that helps. You know, sets an example of civil unrest and uses, you know, when it came out, it was supposed to come out around that time. Oh, 2020, perfect. July, you know, what happened then, mm-hmm. you know, that time. So okay. A lot of racial tension is the other one. Um, you know, it gets more chaotic. So they're... The guy that does the part, I forgot his name, after he was on the Boo Crew podcast and cool. we interviewed him. And nice. He said that there's a last purge, so there's another one. Yeah. Um, the other one I saw was Till Death. It had Megan Fox in it. It was kind of like a Gerald game. Oh. Anyway, I'm going to run out of time. I hope you guys get some juicy movie bits, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's a great deal. Yeah. See, on one hand, you have Tom Hardy, who just talks until he gets cut off, and then calls. And then you have Troy, who will call back four or five times, but only leave one-minute voicemails each time. (laughs) Yeah. So really, you two are the same person, just broken up a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. I think. So Troy (laughs) called back. (laughs) Man, I forgot the other set. There's... uh... Fear Street, oh, I yeah. think it was called. It was pretty good. It was on Netflix. They're going to do uh, a few other parts, like part two, three, and four within the week. So Sweet. I guess they got clever and didn't want to... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Know, ...use it as a series. So there are individual movies. Um, they kind of tie together um, for different decades. Um, pretty good. Not too bad. Anyway, check that out, and... Uh, have fun. Okay. Sounds good, Troy. Nice. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, the Fear Street, I actually saw a trailer Yeah, a trailer for that at the theaters. I was like, what? Yeah, straight <laughs> to Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all we got on the listener mail, dude. You got anything for Troy, Tom Hardy, Lance, Tim, or the Cowboy? Yeah, thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. Teradome votes are locked. We got a movie to get into here. Yeah, we do. Dog, you ready to get rabid? You betcha. All around her, people are dying. And only Rose knows why. You gotta come quick. You gotta come quick and get me. It's Rose. It's gotta be. Something's happened to Rose. Health officials have said they consider the outbreak of the new strain of rabies as being potentially the worst of this century. Don't scream. Don't panic. He's dead. And the dead can't hurt the living. Rabbit. The Prime Minister was reluctant to officially declare a state of emergency, but as any citizen in the streets can tell you, martial law has come to Montreal. Uh, Shooting down the victims is as good a way of handling them as, as we have got.
can't trust your mother. Your best friend. The neighbor next door. One minute, they're perfectly normal. The next, rabid. Pray it doesn't happen to you. That's right, it's Rabbit. Yes! The original Rabbit from mm-hmm. 1977. This one's coming in at 6.3 stars, written and directed by David Cronenberg, starring the Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. What do you think of Marilyn Chambers? Now or then? Well, she, she's dead now. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope you don't think much of her now. <laughs> well, you know. She was okay when she was alive, but just, now! Let's just say she put out a lot of content. She did. <laughs> You can find uh, anything you need to see on yeah. Marilyn Chambers. Uh, Marilyn Chambers, Frank Moore, and Joe Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's got a hard R rating. It's uh, interesting. It's uh, just recently got a remake by the Soska Sisters. Yeah. I'll get into that, and what are you looking at? All but right. this one starts off in uh, drab, dreary Canada, somewhere outside of Montreal. Canada looked miserable in the 1970s, man. Right. I don't know if it was just the winter setting that this movie took place in, or just bleak yeah. up there. And Montreal is like one of their population centers, so right. it should be popping. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's a little bit before my time. Anyway, we start off with a young couple, uh, Marilyn Chambers and her boyfriend, a guy by the name of Hart. That's a, the character's name is Hart. And I had to right. watch this a couple of times to get that down, because I kept... Thought they were calling him Bart yeah. or something, but no, his name fart. is Hart. Yeah, Fart. <laughs> uh, and Marilyn is playing a young lady by the name of Rose. So we have Rose and Hart. Yeah. Did a 16-year-old girl name these characters or what? I don't know, man. Right. Now, I'm a big fan of non-acting in movies. Mm-hmm. And Frank Moore really strapped on his non-acting boots. Oh, man. He refused to act yeah. in this movie. <laughs> he was on acting strike or something. Yeah, it was blatant. Yeah. Hey, Frank, your girlfriend is missing. She was in a terrible accident. Okay, that's your motivation. Now get in there. You got to find her, Frank. You got to find her. Get in there. Oh, excuse, uh, excuse me. I'm looking for my girlfriend. You see, we've been in a girlfriend. terrible accident, and perhaps yeah. maybe you could help me find her. No, okay, thank you. You have a good day then. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, no, that's not how it would go. Let's try it again. <laughs> Cut. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're he on He must a not really care about his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe we replace her with a boyfriend or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my girlfriend! <laughs> Where's David? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. They're on a uh, motorcycle ride through the country. Or this rural area outside of Montreal. They pass a clinic called the Clean Clear Not Clean Not Clinic. And uh, I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sure I'm butchering it. Inside the clinic, we're having a conversation between the head physician, uh, his accountant, and his head nurse. And they're trying to discuss how they can make this. We find out it's a plastic surgery clinic. Mm-hmm. And they basically want to franchise it. Uh, the the accountant guy, played by Joe Silver, is a dude named Murray Cipher, and he has the face of a horrible amateur boxer. 
that has taken a lot, a of, lot of punches beatings. to the face. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Mm-mm. I think he was just born that way, but he's right. not an attractive man. <laughs> he no was up, most of these people were were in uh, Shivers also. Yeah. He was in Shivers. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to cut back to our motorcyclists. They get into an accident when a Canadian family stops in the middle of the road, and their weird double-decker camper van situation uh, stalls out, and then the motorcycle jumps it somehow and goes flying through the air, which causes Rose to get pinned underneath the motorcycle, Mm -hmm. which then bursts into flames. Right. Now, luckily, there's some kind of a peeping Tom Purvo at the clinic who just happened to be up on the roof with binoculars. Checking her out. Yeah, she was checking something out, all right. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, it's a motorcycle. It just blew up. So, luckily, uh, the Cleanot clinic happens to have an ambulance, which isn't something you'd normally find at a plastic surgery place. Uh, They load it up, and they go pick up these two uh, motorcyclists. Mm -hmm. Good news. Hart's Mm -hmm. got away with a uh, separated shoulder, a broken hand, and a mild concussion. But Rose, however, is in some kind of a coma. Yeah. So, this part is particularly strange. They get her back to the clinic. Uh, instead of like taking her to a real hospital, they decide to keep her there and they cut a piece of her thigh out Mm -hmm. and they say they're going to use it for a skin graft. Why are we, what do we need a skin graft for? This seems like head trauma to me. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. He explains it. He's like, well, she may have, uh, burns all over her breasts, chest, neck, and head. We see her completely naked. Multiple times in this movie. Mm-hmm. There is zero burns anyway. Yeah, zero scarring. Yeah, but he's like, well, we're going to take a piece of her thigh out and he wraps it up and he puts it in a thermos and he's like, we're going to send this off and we need to keep her here until uh, the lab gets back to us. <clears throat> okay. Wildly uh, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you can't do that without somebody's written consent or at least like a next of kin or something. Mm-hmm. You can't just be cutting people's thighs off. Anyway, uh, they keep her there. She's in a coma. She's been there for a month. We're going to jump ahead a month here. Mm-hmm. Uh, month rolls around. Here comes Hart. He's uh, wanting to see Rose. Rose is still in the coma. Um, he's like slowly putting his motorcycle back together. He had to have some kind of an operation on his hand, and he's going to get the pins out. He's very excited about that. He started a uh, friendship, loose, loose friendship with Murray, the accountant. Murray's like driving him around all over the place and taking him to the clinic and back and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Very cool. Everything's cool. That night, uh, Rose wakes up in a panic. Ah! Holy shit, she's awake. She goes walking around the clinic trying to figure out where she is and what's going on. Um, She's a little confused, but the doctor comes and sees her the next day and he's like, hey man, you've been in a coma. Uh, we tried this thing out on you. Uh, we took a piece of your thigh. We're going to keep you here for a couple of days just to make sure you're all right. Uh, maybe tomorrow you could uh, call your call Hart. Call Hart. Let him know you're okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, about this time, we're going to realize she's got an extra butthole in her armpit. How the fuck did that get there, buddy? <laughs> I don't Cigarettes? know. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? I don't know, but she's got a butthole in her armpit. Armpit butthole. Great name for a punk band. Yeah. Armpit butthole. <laughs> Armpit butthole. <laughs> From Reno, Nevada. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. She's like, what? That kind of itches. And it's weird. And she's like, oh, the doctor's like, oh, it's a little scar tissue there. Just be careful. Okay, no problem. That night, she wakes up again. And this time, she takes off. 
Mm-hmm. She goes running out into the rural Canadian farmland or whatever the hell, uh, <clears throat> stumbles into a, a barn, and she's like checking out a cow. Then the, the farmer comes in, and he's like, hey, what are you doing with my cow there? But then he sees that she's hot. And I will say, Marilyn Chambers in this movie, pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, he's like, eh, eh, come here. She's like, I was just cold and wet. So she gives him a hug, and when she does that, her armpit butthole extends like a stinger thing and pokes him right in the gut, or like in the rib there. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, shit! And then she f- is feeling much better, so she goes back to the hospital. Uh, she gets back to the hospital, goes back to her room, and she's like, okay, I feel much better. You towel off a little bit. Uh, here comes one of her co-patients. Um uh, I don't know what this dude's deal was. I think he was like some kind of a movie star or something. But he comes in Acted and he's like, like it, yeah. yeah, he's like, Rose, how are you, my dear? I'm glad to see you're awake. And she's like, oh, I feel kind of weird. Uh. So he gets on top of her thinking he's about to nail her. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the stinger too. Takao. So now Rose is up. She's like, well, I can't sleep now. She uh, sneaks out and calls Hart. And she's like, Hart, you got to come get me. I'm in this hospital and I don't know what's going on. And he's like, Rose, oh my god, I'm so glad you're awake. I'll be there in a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then she goes wandering around again. She, I guess there's the, the nursing staff is allowed to use the hot tub there Yeah. Uh, periodically. So she spots one of the nurses in there. She goes in there, and I'm thinking a little girl-on-girl situation yeah. is going down. But then the nurse is like, ah, this is weird. Oh. It takes off. Yeah. Uh, cut to the next morning. Well, actually, cut to later that night. Hart <clears throat> calls Murray, who happens to be up at that hour. By the way, Murray had a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to be at least in his 70s, right? Mm-hmm. What's he doing having babies at 70? I don't know, but he's probably not... Well, I know he's not going to live to see that kid's uh, first birthday. No. That kid isn't going to live to see his first birthday either. All right, so that's weird. Murray's like, oh, I'll pick you up in an hour, and then we'll drive to the clinic and see what's really going on. All right, so now we're going to cut to the next... Well, actually, as the sun's coming up, uh, Murray and Hart are rolling up on the scene. Uh, here come, There's a bunch of cops everywhere, mm-hmm. and it turns mm-hmm. out that what happens is she stings you with the zapper. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You'll get, you, you get like a little puncture wound. Yeah, like you're a... Okay. Oh. Yeah. You're okay for a little while, mm-hmm. but then you turn into a rabid monster kind right. of a thing so they get out while that was happening before they got there the doctor came in to see rose check on her mm-hmm. he got the zapper too and then immediately went on a killing spree yeah killed a bunch of people uh nurses other patients stuff like mm-hmm. that turns out the nurse that was in the hot tub <clears throat> uh i guess she thought it would be a good idea to hide in a freezer and thus froze to death you would think you would have more common sense than that. Yeah. I understand you don't want well, to get... Well, she just got out of a hot tub. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Boy, I got to cool off. Yeah. Woo! That hot tub is something, huh? Hey, open up that freezer there, Billy. <laughs> Woo! Oh, by the way, that doctor's crazy. He's running around with a boat, so... I'll be in here. Yeah. Don't let him find me, all right? Open up the freezer the next morning. Lock it behind you when you leave. <laughs> she, she is a nurse-sickle. <laughs> right. And it's pretty... What I don't understand about... I never understood about this. Is like all the the posters for Rabbit and all the, the VHS covers had the dead frozen nurse on it. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. Nope. That's like a five-second interlude in the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think the special effects team was really proud of that. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, 
that Murray and uh, Hart get there, uh, Rose has taken off. Because once the doctor started with his killing spree, she's like, fuck this. I'm i got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to note at this point that Rose is transmitting this uh, r- new rabies, but she's not actually suffering from any of the right. side effects. Not but yet. she does have to sting people and, I guess, drink their blood via the stinger to stay alive. Yeah. So that's pretty gnarly. It kind of reminded me of, like, you know, vampires, to stay young, they... You know, drink it. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. heavy vampire vibe to this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, she's not creating other vampires. No. She's creating uh, homicidal retards, really, for, for <laughs> yeah. the most part, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is not nearly... I don't want to be bitten by that. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll get in bed with Marilyn there, but she can't put the thing in me. <laughs> no. I don't, want, I don't want to do that. I don't want any part of that. No, I, I want to get the motorcycle and the cool haircut. Yeah. That's the vampire I want. But, you're right. Not this... <laughs> lunacy here uh so that's pretty gnarly uh she's just took off uh Mm -hmm. grabbed some clothes and hit the open road uh murray and hart get there they're like what the fuck is this the police sergeant is leading them around Uh, one of the nurses managed to survive and she's like uh the doctor went crazy uh he was exhibiting rabid like rabies symptoms Mm -hmm. uh so foaming at the mouth sunken in eyes uh, he was attacked just before that by Rose, sort of, in a weird kind of sexual harassment kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't complain about it. He was like, oh, she kind of <laughs> zapped me because well, she, she's hot and naked. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, I want to complain, but yeah, I don't want to complain. You know, <laughs> I can't really say anything because <laughs> she was naked and I was on top of her. So unless I want people to ask questions about why I was on top of her when she was naked, I better just keep this to myself. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I have a dog. I was giving her an exam naked on top of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, she's like, yeah, man, that dude had rabies. Uh, good news, they captured the doctor without having to kill him and put him in the back of the van. He's freaking out. He's mm-hmm. got the foam and the sunken in eyes, and he's chomping and biting at people. Murray's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, so much for my business arrangement. Uh, Hart's like, hey, has anybody seen my girlfriend? She was here, by the way. Uh, she may have been hurting this. No, you haven't seen her? Okay, well, thank you very much. You have a nice day now. <laughs> There is a lot of non-acting in horror movies. Yeah. This is probably top three. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to see a clinic in non-acting, look no further than the Poltergeist remake. Oh. Sam Rockwell does not act a fingernail's worth in that movie. Yeah. He, nope, no acting. None whatsoever. <laughs> hey, your daughter's on the TV. Oh, well, what are we going to do now? <laughs> I know, right? Get out of the TV. Oh. Well, we can't call the cops, I guess. Huh? Hey, at least she's on TV. Can we change? Hey, hey. What, if we, what if we change the channel? Would that be better? Yeah. All right. What channel is she on? Is she on every channel? She's or? in the TV. Because we could just open it with a screwdriver, I think. Yeah. Get out from underneath the TV. Hey, Caroline? No? All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty ridiculous. Uh about this time, uh, Rose is making the rounds, unfortunately. She has mm-hmm. to feed. We're going to catch up to the farmer. Uh, he goes into a uh, little roadside diner and tries to order uh, some burgers and stuff, but then he goes full rabid and kills a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor is on his way. He got released from the clinic and is on his way to somewhere in the big city. He freaks out and kills a cab driver. Uh, now Rose is out. She is hitchhiking on the open road and she gets picked up by a truck driver, of course. Uh, 
gets in and he's like, hey, you want a cheeseburger here? I got a cheeseburger for you. And she's like, yeah, I'm starving. So she tries to eat the cheeseburger, immediately vomits it all back up. (laughs) Nasty. And then, of course, the truck is later found on the side of the road, abandoned. Uh, From there, Rose actually makes it back to Montreal to her friend's apartment, and she kind of shacks up with her for a little bit. Now, all these random attacks are, like, gaining steam. So, uh, like... Quarantines are put in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vaccinations are mandatory. But in a very Canadian way. Uh, It's kind of like COVID-19 where you got to wear a mask or you got to have a vaccination card. Except the Canadians were very polite about it. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like there was that scene outside of the shopping mall where Mm. uh, there was like two lines. And if you showed them your card. Okay, come on through. Yeah, but then like... The one guy doesn't have a card, and the the soldier who's monitoring this is like, oh gee, you know, I'm really sorry about all this. You gotta you gotta have your vaccination card, dear. I see you got your hunting mittens on, and you're probably gonna go bag yourself a boost. Come on over here and stand in this other line. This other there. line, yeah. yeah. And the guy just keeps walking. He's like, oh no, no you no, can't no, be no. walking. Okay, get that guy and put him over here. He's some kind of a troublemaker there. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. like, oh god, I'm in the wrong line. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I realize I dipped a little bit into Irish. Irish yeah. God damn it! All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Marshall. You got to add a. I got an e. Oh, you know, I'm real sorry about that e. <laughs> there you go. Well, that made a world of which, difference. Which, which line am I supposed to be in there? A. A. <laughs> uh, so it's all it's all pretty good, except the the attacks are ramping up. Rose has still got to eat. Uh, she's doing her very best not to eat her, her poke or prod or zap or whatever she does with that mm-hmm. sting, uh, her friend that she shacked up with. Uh, she calls hard a couple of times, but is always kind of aloof. And she's acting real spacey all of a sudden. Like, uh, she just, you just see her just kind of staring off in the distance a lot. Uh, there's one particularly hot scene where she's like got hunger pains oh, and she's yeah. just wearing a white t-shirt rolling around on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. Hey now. Yeah. Watch that one again. <laughs> Slow you can motion. see right through that t-shirt too. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything left to the imagination of Marilyn Chambers right. in this movie because you get to see pretty much everything short of her tonsils. Whoosh. <laughs> so uh, she... Uh, Let's see, There's first there's the scene where uh, she goes to the shopping mall, and there's a pervy guy at the mall. And this dude is clearly looking to hook up with some 16-year-olds, because mm-hmm. he's like, she just walks by, and he gives her like the, I'm going to fuck you face, and then he's like sauntering after her for a minute, and then he sits down next to her and offers her a cigarette. They don't have a lighter, so he goes to borrow one from another guy. The other guy's already infected, so he just... Rips the throat out of the pervo, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody screams and freaks out. And then a police officer just opens up with a Tommy gun. Uh, on where, the, where do you get the Tommy gun? Well, can it, Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. I guess they have still have those up there. Uh, he <laughs> I'll shoot. take a Tommy gun, eh? <laughs> oh, you know, the gangsters, they used to use them back in the 40s for a lot of uh, stuff like that there. Uh, but uh, he just opens up in the middle of this crowded shopping mall with a Tommy gun. Kills uh, the guy, the infected guy, and blows the shit out of a Santa Claus, yeah. too. Fuck. Dude, take it easy, man. Right? 
What's Santa do to you? Yeah. At this point, full martial law has been pretty much declared in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the streets are all filled with like overturned cars and stuff like that. We're going to cut back to uh, our truck driver, who's now missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to find him. Apparently, his name was uh, Smooth Eddie. Smooth, Smooth Eddie. Eddie. And, uh, That's a good name there. Smooth Eddie? Yeah. I love it. I, <laughs> yeah, Smooth Eddie. So, And you know he's smooth because they're trying to find him. And uh, the supervisor's like, hey, where's Smooth Eddie? And uh, his buddy's like, oh, he's back there, man. He doesn't look too good. And the supervisor says, Psh, Smooth Eddie always looks good. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> right? Nobody will say that about me ever. <laughs> You're going to say, Darian doesn't look too good. You're going to say, oh, he always looks like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what, what's today? Monday? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and then, of course... Smooth Eddie jumps out of the shadows and kills the uh, the truck driver guy. Mm-hmm. Now, back at the uh, clinic, um, it's been like quarantined off, and uh, Murray and Hart have been taken to the jail. Not they haven't been arrested, but they do need to ask them questions about like the symptoms of this thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, one of the guards got, or one of the police officers got bit. And he's now running around the jail killing everybody, so they had to kill him, too. That's about the time they let Murray and uh, Hart leave. So they take off in Murray's station wagon. Did you see? Did you notice the amount of station wagons in this movie? A lot. They loved themselves some station wagons. Yeah. I get it. It's 1977, but woo! Mm. Canada with the station wagons. And to hammer that point home... At one point, there's like a uh, CDC guy and some kind of a government official being chauffeured around in a in fucking a, station yeah. wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, you know, I could I could have taken a limo, but this one's just so much more sensible. Plus, <laughs> yeah. if we were to run over like a moose, well, I'm not going to let a moose meat go. I'll just throw it right here in the back of the old station wagon, you know. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's that's weird, but that part was actually pretty cool because apparently the uh, they get stuck in a construction zone and the construction workers apparently were infected. So mm-hmm. they uh, kind of box in the station wagon and take a jackhammer to the uh, chauffeur. Uh-huh. That was pretty sweet. That was cool. That was pretty gnarly. So at this point, Hart and Murray are all fired off. They're trying to find Rose. Uh, they're having to go through all these military checkpoints and seeing dead bodies all over the place. Uh, eventually Murray's like, Hey man, uh, I love you, but I would, I got to get back home to my family. I got to make sure they're okay. So let's go back to my place. I'll give you the keys to the car and then you can go find Rose. Maybe you bring her back to my place too. We'll hunker down there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Solid plan. Uh, so they do that. They go drop Murray off. Murray gets inside his house and quickly realizes that his wife is infected and has killed the baby. And then of course she kills him in a gruesome fashion. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Uh, Hart then jumps in that station wagon and goes hauling ass through Montreal trying to find Rose. Uh, he apparently knew about the friend's apartment and thought that would be a pretty good uh, place to check. Uh, up there, uh, Rose is there. She unfortunately has ran out of gas and had no choice but to sting the, the friend. Mm-hmm. So she got stung also. Uh, but she's still in that weird gestation period which is kind of a weird thing. As Hart's driving there, uh, he comes to a red light where one of the infected jumps up on the hood of his car and is immediately shot by a military sniper. And then, this is, this is how you know it's Canada. 
Not only did they kill the uh, infected guy for him, but immediately after, a team of car wash monkeys come out and they hose the car down for him and wipe the window off for him. That <laughs> yeah. shit's not happening in the United States. No. You're lucky they didn't kill you also. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was infected too, boss. I had to take them both down. And uh, I'm going to be taking his station wagon because that's a nice ride. Um, from there, Hart makes it to the apartment just while uh, the friend is still in that gestation period. Big screaming match. Uh, now, this part doesn't make any sense, and this is a little bit of a plot hole. There is no way that Hart could have known that Rose was a, the typhoid Mary or that there even was a typhoid Mary. Right. Like, given the dialogue in the movie leading up to this point, um, really they think it's just a, a strain of rabies going around, mm-hmm. which would make sense because they don't know anything about Rose or what happened to her. Um, and plus, Hart is like a uh, motorcycle mechanic. He's not like a bioengineer or anything like that. There's no way he would just have that knowledge. But he walks in, takes one look at Rose as she's coming off of her friend, and he's like, Rose, it's you. You're the one that's doing it. You killed hundreds of thousands of people. And she's like, but I'm still me. <laughs> and he's like, Rose, you don't get it. You're spreading the shit here. And she's like, oh, I am? And then they get into a big screaming match. And then uh, eventually Rose knocks Hart on his ass and makes a a run for it. She escapes. Uh, Hart comes to later there in the apartment. Rose has gone, like, she went just out on the streets and got picked up by a random dude Mm -hmm. and went home with him and stung him, of course. And that's when she comes to the realization that, okay, maybe everybody I sting is suffering from the rabies. So her plan is to sit there with this dude and once he wakes up, she's going to, I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do from there. She's basically committing suicide, I think. Yeah. So that's what she does. She calls Hart back at her friend's place. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to h- hang here until this guy wakes up. And he's like, Rose, you can't do that. It's committing suicide. He's going to kill you when he wakes up. And she's like, oh, well, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. And then he wakes up and a lot of yelling and screaming. And uh, that's... Uh, Kills Rose, I imagine, because we cut to the next morning. Rose is laying in a dumpster. Yeah. And then some garbage men come and pick her up and put her into a garbage (laughs) truck. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, One scene in particular that I kind of glazed over was the uh, adult theater situation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) God goes in. She goes into an adult. I mean, if if you're a vampire... And you're looking to feast on something like that's like fast food. Oh yeah, just go in there. Some, especially if you look like her, some horny dude is going to come up to you. Oh yeah, and that's exactly. Oh, oh. So he rolls up on her, and he's like, "Oh, I touched you. I'm so sorry." And she's like, "You did it on purpose." And then he sits next to her, goes to grab her boob, and I guess like, in the somehow slides into her armpit and gets stung in the hand, and now he's out of the equation. Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense if you're some kind of a vampire, right? Why wouldn't you go to uh, an adult theater? Guys be throwing themselves at you and willing to go into some dark, seedy places because they think you're... An alley, a car. Yeah, you're going to suck their dick and then you're going to bite their neck open or hit them with an armpit butthole sting (laughs) in the meantime. Yeah. Makes sense, dude. What did you think of Rabbit from 1977, man? It's a good flick. I, like I liked it. it. I liked it yeah. too. It's uh, it's an interesting take on the vampire situation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like Marilyn Chambers. Uh, she was actually a quite capable actress, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, very attractive. She's screaming hot in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's weird because after I watched this, I was inspired. Oh, of course. To look into her performance work. <laughs> she is not nearly as attractive in porn as she is in this movie, I feel I like. agree with that. I, I watched them and I'm like, she's got like these weird old marm haircuts and giant glasses on. and Yeah. That's not, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into it. But uh, this is a pretty good show. We've got a 2019 remake from the Saska Twins. Mm-hmm. I'll get more into that in What Are You Looking At? I say check it out. Uh, this is classic Cronenberg right here. Yeah. Weird body mod shit. Uh, he loves putting orifices on people where they don't belong. Right. Remember James Woods with the giant stomach vagina? Mm-hmm. Now we have Marilyn Chambers with an armpit, armpit butthole. butthole. <laughs> God, Lord, man. Forget what he did to Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Yeah. That was really something, something there. All right. We say check it out. Yes. Uh, yeah. Why not? It's... Uh, I think it's streaming right now on uh, Shout Factory TV. I happen to have the Blu-ray, the uh, Scream Factory Limited Edition Blu-ray. Um, I think you might be able to get it on YouTube, but that might be a bad, uh, worse uh, transfer. Worse quality. Yeah, worse, worse uh, film transfer. Either way, it's out there. You've probably already seen it. Watch it again, why don't you? Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. We're going to take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. Oh, yeah.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Buddy? Yeah. If I ever develop a butthole in my armpit, I need to be separated from um, at least my family. Okay. Uh, I would like to think that if I did have a butthole in my armpit, it would be used as an exit only. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and You're not asking for a favor? No. That would be weird. I don't even know how you'd get Oof. in there. Oof. <laughs> Stop it. Ah! It kind of tickles, actually. <laughs> Weird. I mean, do you shave it or? I don't know. Do you, bl- anal do you bleach it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know? You don't want to go out there looking to sting somebody with a shitty butthole armpit, right? right. Uh, deodorant? You got to put deodorant on it, right? Oh, yeah. And what do you know. sting? I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not into it. I don't want it. I don't want the bu- the armpit butthole. Uh, are you ready? To- <laughs> and if something comes out of it, that's almost like it, it got turned on, It should be right? poop. Right. Well, no, the stinger. Like, if the stinger comes out, it's almost like a. I don't know. I don't know how you control the stinger. Do you just whip it out? Or I don't know, man. I'm not. In, I don't want it. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that vampire. No. I want to be a different vampire. Me too. I want to be like a thirty days a night type of a dude. Yes. Flashy dresser, but still rip your fucking face off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost Boys, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, seeing that now, it's like, oh, God, what, are you just going to walk around the boardwalk all fucking night long? Yeah. <laughs> That's exhausting. Are you kidding me? No. Let's go back to the uh, cave system there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What other vampire might I want to be? Um, I guess that's it, really. Yeah. Let the right one in? No, because that kid had his penis cut off. Um. Yeah, I think oh. I think I would go probably thirty days a night. Or Blade. Those guys are douches. Yeah, they were kind of douchey. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that morose vampire. You oh, know yeah, what I mean, yeah. uh, what is that? Only lovers left alive. Mm. A girl walks home alone at night. Um, what? Uh, there's other ones, man. What oh, was, uh, what was that one? Come out, come out, wherever you are. I don't know. Um. It was the one that had a pretty cool soundtrack. Oh, uh, Queen. Queen of the Damned. Yeah. No, too much gay stuff. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not being homophobic. I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody, I don't want to see your pee-pee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. Uh, you know, I'll just stick with the ladies. All right, enough about us and the fucking vampire pee-pees. <laughs> <laughs> vampire pee-pees. That's going in the show notes. <laughs> vampire pee-pees vampire and butthole armpits. <laughs> another, another great name for a punk band, the vampire pee-pees. <laughs> All right, you ready to get into the Terradome, dude? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's get it on. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. I'll kill you all. Dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, 
the Terradome. First, last week's winner. In the Asylum Conference round four, we had Pyramid Head versus Pumpkin Head. The demon flew after the car as it passed the Welcome to Silent Hill road sign. Heather knew exactly where she was going and knew it was a long shot. She would have to take her chances against the cult, or the vengeful monster would kill her for sure. A few minutes later, the air raid siren went off and darkness fell. The executioner had arrived. With a vote of six to five, buddy, Pyramid Head advances over Pumpkin Head. Nice! You know, I put some serious thought into taking Pumpkin Head this year. Uh I chose not to. I went with somebody else instead. Oh, good choice. Then. Yeah, so I'm glad I didn't do that. It's one of, one good decision I made this year. <laughs> well, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? <clears throat> in the Asylum Conference, we are in round five. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things and can usually not read my own handwriting. The warehouse was not empty. Kramer was sure of that. Heat sensors and thermal imaging scans were going haywire, but the security cameras still showed a quiet, peaceful, and very much empty warehouse. The game was officially afoot. The eccentric millionaire philanthropist Adrian Griffin had faked his own death and achieved a technological miracle. He created an invisible man apparatus, a suit the wearer could don to make himself completely invisible. Unfortunately, Griffin had decided to use this technology for his own nefarious purposes, mainly the continued stalking and harassment of his former girlfriend, Cecilia. To be born with so many talents and such intelligence was a blessing bestowed upon Griffin, and here he was squandering it. Tonight's game would give him better appreciation for the life he'd been blessed with. Tonight, he'd find himself in one of the Jigsaw Killer's games. He might live and walk away with gratitude and some scars, or he might not. In the Asylum Conference Round 5, we have the Invisible Man versus Jigsaw. Buddy, how say you? Jigsaw. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Jigsaw also. Uh, Invisible Man, genius, but crazy. Like in a cackling, maniacal form. Mm -hmm. Jigsaw, genius, but crazy, but in a much more calculated, um, methodical form. Yeah. So I'll take the calculating, methodical, crazy over the cackling, hung Mm -hmm. up on my girlfriend that walked out on me, abusive yeah, I relationship. Think, I crazy. think if uh, Invisible Man was to go into like just even in his domain, yeah, boom, you're trapped in there, and he's going to find a way that you're not going to be that invisible. No, no, he'll throw like a fucking flower all over the place. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. He'll come up with something. <laughs> something stupid. Yeah, and if he wins, I'm going to have to use that in the winning. Thing. 
Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I Defeated just... by flour. Flour. <laughs> and a fire extinguisher. I'm glad I thought of that. I'm going to have to use that. That's your Teradome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's Jigsaw versus the Invisible Man. Get me your votes, if you can. By next week, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or the email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Uh, or you can just write us to tell us to fuck ourselves. Or uh, tell us about your vampire pee-pee or your uh, armpit butthole or whatever else comes to mind. We're here for you. And while you're thinking about what you're going to email us next week, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? I watched the uh, 2019 Rabbit remake. Yeah, what'd you think? Have you seen it? No, not that one. It is a very different movie. In concept, it's the same. You have a typhoid Mary type that went through this bananas uh, experimental operation and then has to go around stinging people. Uh, in um, the Saska sisters, the it's more of a tentacle, and it kind of comes out of her side as opposed to her armpit. Okay, uh, you get a good look at it. It's uh, it's okay, I guess. But the movie itself is much more. Um, there's a lot of like fashion design drama hmm. and stuff like that. Like in Cronenberg's, he was very zeroed in on Rose, the infection, how it spreads. And, you know, containment efforts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Saska sisters are more like Rose, her personal life, her career, how things are going. Oh. Developing her as more of a character. Character. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to just the crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's better than the original. It's definitely, it's a good show. Um, it's different. I would say it's a different movie. Like if you had to choose between the two. I will take the original. Wow. And the reason why is because the original is so drab. It's so bleak. And I don't know if it's just the rural Canadian aspect in the winter, but like the the remake is very colorful and vibrant. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fashion design. Wow. A lot of French guys running around yelling at people. Um it's almost reminiscent of the Neon Demon at times. Uh, okay. Um but it's a very colorful, very cheerful movie. Which isn't really, I don't think, the, I mean, it's, it's a different story in a weird way because of that. Because I, th- I feel like in the original, the, the drab atmosphere is part of the movie. And like, you know, there's Rose. She's out walking on a highway in the Canadian winter. She should probably be dead already, but she's not because she's got the shit. On the other hand, uh, in the remake, we have Rose who's like, well, she's got a cubicle in an office, and she's back at work in a couple of weeks. Hmm. And she's, you know, making dresses and tearing up skirts and shit. Wow. You know? it, it's, a, it's like I said, I, I feel like it's a completely different movie. Okay. Uh, that's all I got to look at this week, dude. What do you got? I got to check out uh, Peter Rabbit 2. Okay. <laughs> that was Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I heard. What? <laughs> uh, and the hitman's wife's bodyguard. 
Yeah. Dude, if you haven't seen this, you got to see it. It's so damn funny. I good, heard. Some good killing scenes in there. Nice. For sure. Uh, a lot of killing scenes, actually. Um, but it, it's just a it's a good time, good watch. I'll watch anything with Selma Hayek oh, in it. Oh, man. She still looks good for of, her age. Yes. Of course. Oh, yeah. That's what we're looking at, inmates. Let's get into some immersion therapy here, shall we? Oh, yeah. Homewrecker. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah. Homewrecker. Immersion therapy. So there's this weird pet peeve that I have when it comes to horror movies. And this one kind of touched on it a little bit. Oh, yeah? It's the thing where some innocuous meeting happens and one character, for whatever reason, decides to completely abandon her life, job, goals, whatever, and just follow the other character Seemingly for no reason. And we mm-hmm. got a little bit of that here. Yeah. And I get, I think what we were going for here, we're talking about Homewrecker from 2019. It was uh, streaming on Shudder. It still is. Um, we got a little bit of that here, and it doesn't really make sense. But kind of in the vein of... Ah, uh, oh, shit. What's At the, the end, it makes sense. But that part didn't really make sense to me either. But I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. Um, what is that fucking oh creep? Mar- the Mark Duplass creep. Oh yeah. Uh huh. We we get we find we always find ourselves at one point or another. I think we all have in this situation where we go along with something just to keep it from being awkward mm-hmm. and like mostly in work type environments because you know you got that coworker that's a real fuckface but you don't want to make things any more difficult than they already are. So you just kind of, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever you say there, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Goodbye. I'm going to go now. You know, whereas in right. your head, you're thinking, will you shut the fuck up? You and, racist and asshole. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, so we kind of find ourselves in that realm. Um, like she didn't want to make things awkward, but at the same time, the part where you invite me back to your house uh, five minutes after we met, no. Uh, I think I, I'll, I'll get think your I'll number. Want, yeah, I'll, I'll get, get your number. number. We'll hook up eventually. Mm-hmm. But today, no, <clears throat> no, we're not doing that. Yeah, so strange. And and the whole ride along is like, why would you just ride along right then and there? Yeah, like nah. so. There's that. On top of that, the big reveal at the end with the cheating spouse. Mm-hmm. No, no fucking way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? One of these young ladies looks like she could be your grandmother, and the other one is uh, the screaming hot chick from Starry Eyes. Right. I'm going to cheat on that one with that one? You don't gotta, think you so. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. you got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, other, I mean, if you can suspend disbelief... Uh, well, okay, here, here's my take on that. All right. I think it was one of those, before I met the screaming hot one, I was... Kind of flirting with seeing this one, okay, and you know, yeah, we start getting a little involved, and then I met the screaming hot one, and boom, we just kind of connected. Here we are, and you're still contacting me, but I don't want anything to do with you. Okay, that that's kind of how I took it. It could be, and that. that's why it's like, look, you know, here's yeah, at the very end, here's these, and please leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm with the screaming hot one now because yeah. you're. You're crazy. You're out there. It could be. I mean, we never really explored that in the plot, but 
Uh, some of the fight scenes were hilarious. Oh, yeah. A lot of uh, damage to the weird knickknacks, and umbrellas, <laughs> and decorative uh, mm-hmm. shelfware, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Going down. Um, it's, I guess, if, if you need a little chuckle, it's that, not bad. That big old sledgehammer hanging up on yeah, the wall. It's like, not, really? That's not a red flag at all. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have a sledgehammer hanging on your wall? <laughs> oh, it's just something I hold on to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, but like uh, the you know uh, the the board game scene, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, what movie was it they they were watching? I don't fucking know. I've never seen that before I, in my life. I haven't either. And I've seen a lot of those older movies. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember all those characters, but I don't remember what the hell movie that was. No idea. She said it was Shannon Doherty's first film role. Yeah. <laughs> Damn if I know. <laughs> right. All right, uh, buddy, what do you got for us this week? All right, this week, let's check out 2021's Willie's Wonderland. It's a quiet drifter that's tricked into a janitorial job at the new condom, uh, condemned Whoa. Willie. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, condemns Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Woo! Yeah! And you'll find this gem on Hulu. Very cool, inmates. Check that shit out, and we will do the same in Compare Notes next week. But mm-hmm. now, we must educate Miss Monica. Yeah! Educating Miss Monica. Her clues from last week. Um, a little girl left behind, uh, falling through floorboards. I don't remember all of her clues, but I remember I got the movie. It was Ghost Ship. Yeah, Ghost Ship. That's what she was. And now you have to educate me and who might I be this week. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, my friends, I am a tour guide who has had some mental issues in the past, but I'm feeling much better now, and I'm ready to lead my tour of uh, sightseers, uh, historical thesis writers, and uh, one strangely out of place hot Wiccan chick and one even hotter goth chick into a historical region of north america to uh camp out and uh oh by the way we all brought a bunch of drugs and booze and we're probably gonna uh make a sex tape and do a bunch of other weird shit too bad we woke up the next morning and couldn't remember a fucking thing about what happened the night before except that all of uh the historians uh research papers are in shreds all of my camera equipment has been smashed to shit and uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like a raping may have occurred also. Who might I be? Think about it. Let me know what you come up with, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong next week. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do us for the week, buddy. Join us next week for Audrey Rose mm. here in 1970s month in the yeah. padded room. Um, yeah, Monica said she that was her picks, and she said she would be back next week. So we'll go ahead and plan on Audrey Rose. 
in the meantime, we do have a Patreon campaign running, if anybody cares. $5 donation will get you control of the month of October, I guess would be the next available. Um, also, a t-shirt and travel mug. We uh, appreciate your likes, comments, and subscriptions wherever you found this podcast. I know we're on like 4, 5, 10, 12, 35 different services. So wherever you found this, uh, like, comment, subscribe. That helps our visibility quite a bit. In the meantime, for Miss Monica, Miss Monica in absentia, Buddy, who made it in, vampire peepees, armpit buttholes, weird stingers, vampires uh, that uh, foam at the mouth, and act like uh, Tardos. Um, hot porn stars that I feel like could have had a mainstream career. And I guess technically she did. She yes, did some she did. mainstream movies. Uh, not as many as she could have. But she did all right in this movie. And the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye and have a great week.